Hey guys, this is Future Stosh here again, just reminding you that this is part two of this episode, so if you didn't already, go back and listen to the first part first. Or don't. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. Anything else on the summary before we move into the pop quiz? I'm good. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I love this I, episode so much. I was so actually much. a huge fan of this episode. Good. I liked it a lot. Like, so much. <laughs> All right. How many I questions think... you got for us? Uh, I have three. Okay. And the first one we kind of already talked about, but I, I wrote, is it fair that Willow forgave Cordelia? For what? And not Xander. Which, like, and in my head I was like, oh. well, Xander's the <laughs> one who betrayed her. Right. Really. Not that he, like, really betrayed her, because it's not like they were a couple or anything. But I feel like Willow's mad because they were in the I Hate Cordelia Club. So if she's no longer a part of the I Hate Cordelia Club, and she's actively hanging out with her, I don't know that she should be mad at Xander anymore. I mean, obviously Xander's not part of the club either anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think she ever should have been mad at Cordelia. I think she was mad at Xander for being with someone else. I don't think that it being Cordelia really mattered. I think that like it gave extra fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. but that fire would have been there either way. And I know that I'm in the minority of this mindset, but like I know that Willow and Xander weren't together. But in a situation where people are together in a monogamous relationship, if one of them cheats... I and the other person finds out. I always feel like the one that cheated is to blame, and not the one they cheated. Not the with. one they cheated with. I if, wholeheartedly if, agree with if that. If a man walks in with his girlfriend cheating on him with another man, and he fights the man, I think that is wrong. He I is agree. mad at his girlfriend and no one else. I think that there's a little leeway if the person they're cheating with knows the person's in a relationship. Exactly what yeah. but, I was going to bring up. But I still think like the person cheating is more at fault. Agreed. Uh, we were in agreement with every, like everything right, cool. you just said. I wholeheartedly agree. Cool. I've like, been in many arguments about that, <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of men in particular don't agree with me, like, which is interesting because they want just because you're both some women, people so just it's want someone to blame. Sometimes. Yeah, and it's easier to blame the person you're not in a relationship with because then you can keep yep. the relationship going. Well, and that's the thing is it's it's wholeheartedly like that's my issue. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but that's my issue with the Dolly Parton song, Jolene, because one of the lines is like, please don't take my man. And it's like, that's your man's fault, not Jolene's fault. I was, was going to say, like, if, well, first of all, if you want him, if you can take him, do it. Because I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me. Also right. respect. And also like, like if he's staring at you, I'm not going to be mad at you for looking good. I'm going to be mad at him for not being worth trusting. You know? And that's definitely not a common theme with most people. I feel like there's a lot of people that are very insecure with, like, not particularly themselves, but their relationships and, like, the trust that they have for someone. And so seeing the person that they're supposed to trust reach out to someone else, whatever way that is, they want to lash out at the person that was better than what they could offer. Well, I, I get that. And like jealousy I'm not that's exists. Right. Yeah. Right. Jealousy exists. It's just how you handle that emotion that like makes you who you are, which we've talked mm-hmm. about on our podcast before. Yeah. But like and that and that's something that I can wholeheartedly empathize with because in all of my previous relationships I was very insecure. And I I would never like 
be mad at another girl for looking better than me, but that's why I married my husband because like, I don't care if he talks to other women. He doesn't. But if he did, I wouldn't like care because I have that trust and I don't think you should be with someone you don't have that trust with. Agreed. I agree a hundred percent. But I also understand why Xander and Cordelia don't have that trust. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, they also, well, but the the question was about Willow and Cordelia. Yeah. And Um, so like, that's one of the reasons I had a problem with like the, um, 1-800 skank. What was it? Skanky ho. Uh, I have a quoted, what is his number? Uh, 1-800, I'm dating a skanky ho. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I had a problem with her saying that is because I was like, that's not fair to Cordelia. It's shitty of Xander to, uh, to have betrayed your trust like that. And even then, like they weren't together. Xander was never really interested in Willow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's actually anything morally wrong with Xander being with Cordelia, but I understand Willow's Being jealousy. upset about it. Yeah. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, too, because, like, I understand Willow having her feelings hurt, but I don't necessarily know that I think she should be mad at Xander, because I don't really think he did anything wrong. Too wrong, at the least. I don't think he should be with someone he hates, but I don't, I don't think I don't he think hates they hate her each anymore. Other. Yeah, I think they just have a right. weird, a unique relationship dynamic. Let's but I that. could see why okay. Willow doesn't fully understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I think that, I guess I've always interpreted Willow saying that as, like, Willow's feelings for Cordelia and not really about Cor- Cord- like Willow's feelings about Xander dating Cordelia. And I can see how like it would be about Xander dating Cordelia because like women tend to get, generically speaking, women can get derogatory towards other women that they're quote unquote competing with for, right. for a man's affections. Yeah, you can't stereotype yourself. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Am the stereotype. Like, not all women do that. And I don't sure. want it to I seem know. like. I and know. I. I remember like listening to us in our last episode and I was like, not all men act that way when like they have sex with a girl for the first time. But then like we continue to do it. And I was like, I hope people weren't thinking that like I was being dismissive by just like adding that little asterisk at the front being like not all guys. But it was a stereotype that I was it was a stereotype that I was talking about. But I really do think that not all men act that way. I've seen not all men act that way. Mm -hmm. Um and not all women and and like men can get that way about men that they're competing with just like women can act defensive and aggressive after having sex too like it's it's not just men and not just women that act it's, these ways it's a it's human thing the stereotypes typically depict men and women doing these things so that's why i say it the way that i do so did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Or is the consensus? No, that's, no, that's pretty fair consensus pretty okay. right there. Okay. Cool. Uh, and question number two is kind of a two-parter, which was, did you see the Oz twist coming, which we've kind of talked about? And do you think he should have come in and confessed, even with Buffy being like, the werewolf killed somebody last night and stuff like that? Because you said you felt like he was ready to confess. I never got that he was going to confess. Interesting. No, I 100% like he, he stormed into there after it was like right after he made that phone call and he was totally ready to be like, Buffy, I'm the werewolf. I'm sorry. I need it. Please lock me up for the night. There's a cage right there, which is weird. Um, (laughs) But my point is I 100% thought he walked in there ready to be like, yo, it's me. Lock me up. I can't be trusted tonight. And they like literally mostly Buffy, but I think others were saying shit too. Like we're going to kill this werewolf. We're going to make him dead. I'm going to beat him up. It's not going to be a fun night for this werewolf tonight. And Oz was like, Oh shit. (laughs) 
backtrack. Self-preservation. Let's not admit to anything yet. And then he went to buy, buy those those manacles for himself. Yeah. So I. So my answer to your question is, I sort of saw the twist coming for some. I guess because I saw the episode before, but it doesn't even... For a deja even, vu type reason. Yeah, like, it doesn't even feel like that's why I knew, though. I don't know how subtle they were with it, honestly. I don't know either. But, so, I sort of saw it coming. Yes, he should have confessed. I understand why he didn't. Well, and to be fair, like, he doesn't really know Willow's friends all that well. Mm-hmm. They started dating two episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> um, Rain, do you have different dating. answers from me? To recap, what was the full question? Obviously, you've seen the episode, like the show before, mm-hmm. but maybe if you can recall back to the first time you saw it, did you see the twist with Oz coming? Um, and should he have confessed as soon as he walked into that library? Okay. It's, it's also, I'd like to tack on. Do you think he was going to? Going to confess? When yeah. he walked in. Staunch like, the way the impression I think so. that he was going to confess. I'll, I never got that impression. I'll did touch you? on that first. I absolutely thought like he had, he had intentions of like at least talking about it. To someone, whether that was Willow, Buffy, it, Giles, it was someone. And you could tell he was like, okay, they're with this shit. They know what's going on. I should probably tell someone. I need to figure out what's going on. I need to figure out what to do because they're the smart ones, especially like Giles. He mm-hmm. went to the library specifically, which usually means he's looking for Giles or for Willow. So he was definitely looking for one of the two smart people that would tell him all he would need to know about what the fuck is going on. Right. I thought I, I I personally think he wanted help. It may not have been a confession kind of scenario, but I definitely think it could have gone that direction. But I think he was mostly looking for more information to make sure he knew what he was getting into completely unwillingly, <laughs> but what he was getting into, but also like what could potentially happen as well. And then the moment, like, like we said, like as soon as he heard that, it was more of an aggressive, you know, negative connotation towards him, especially after Teresa and learning that he did something because that's, I feel like that's definitely what hit him down was like, oh, it's too late. I can't talk to them about this because I can't control this. I already killed. Someone. I already killed someone. I already, I killed someone I cared about too. Not, well, not fully cared about, but someone he knew mm-hmm. and like had some form of bond with in some way, whether that was just like a casual acquaintance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the first part of the question though, I definitely can't recall that far back. Uh, cause it's definitely been like at least a decade since I like first started watching <laughs> Buffy. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'm, I'm, I have the inclination that, I wasn't exactly fully prepared for Oz to be the werewolf that I had an inkling, especially after the whole Larry and him scene and the whole like the gym and all that. And like there was definitely connotations that, you know, either he was just making fun of Larry or maybe something happened. But, you know, you heard bit by cousin. You're just like, nah, whatever. Maybe if he said he was bit by his cousin's dog or something like, okay, cool. Or his cousin's, I don't know, like Pomeranian, like something really stupid. And I would have believed it probably been like, ah, yeah, no, uh, I think Oz might be it. But like, since it was his cousin and it was like, I, in like, in my, exactly. In my mind, I picture small human, like toddler Toddler. going, Mm -hmm. you know, stupidly on your freaking finger when you're playing with them and stuff like that. Well, he said he doesn't like to be tickled and you wouldn't be tickling a kid over the age of like four, right? In theory. Not a Seth Green. I don't know. Maybe like 10. I feel like playful parents will tickle their kids. Yeah. 
I feel like I can imagine me getting tickled up to like 13 or 14. I don't know if that's I don't know. right. I feel like your mom would still try to tickle you now. No, my mom and I don't tickle. I could see my dad trying to tickle me now. I could but see my mom trying to like go to my feet or something. <laughs> Dean's mom, I think, tickles him. Not like... Not like, like tickle, tickle, but like she tickles tickle. like their grand, her grandkids, and mm. like will like sometimes loop in Dean. Right, but yeah, that's my general answer on that. Okay, I knew Oz was a werewolf before I ever watched this episode. It's the problem with watching the shows out of order. I was like, he wasn't a werewolf the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be a part of that conversation. But I, like, thinking about it now, I think you're right. I think he was going in there to confess. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, seemed like he was going in to be like, what do they know? That's (laughs) kind of more of, like, information gathering. That doesn't feel like an Oz vibe at all. (laughs) It's weird that I thought that, but I did. And then the last one is just, what's the most 90s thing you noticed? And you already shared yours. Xander's (laughs) homophobia. Yeah. What brain did you have? Honestly, I'd have to go with, like, the extremes of certain people's personalities like Larry's like sometimes you'll definitely have like people with like extreme personality traits like that but like if for whatever reason in the night like 90s movies and like 90s media and entertainment primarily I feel like there's a lot of those very strong aggressive male figures Mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of like the most 90 thing 90s thing for me is just like some of the personality traits that are kind of brought to light for some of the uh, B characters in the show. Or I guess, I guess Larry would be more of like a C level character since he's like a side, side, side character. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, cause usually it's, a, you know, s- small things like fashion or like entertainment or, you know, just like uh, verbal things that like Buffy or friends say or stuff like that. And it's more of like a cultural thing. Whereas now it's more of just like a, human thing if that makes sense that you can i don't know it feels like very 90s personalities in this kind of the american american psycho vibe mine was that buffy and giles found out that Teresa was killed on the radio oh my god (laughs) that's hilarious but that's a great one i'd argue that's the best of our three i I almost you know absolutely i mean the homophobia Um, is a really good contrast one on to character development. Okay. Yes. So our returning characters for the episode in order of appearance are Oz, Willow, Larry, Buffy, Xander, Cordelia, Giles, and Angelus. And our new characters are Teresa and Kane. Can we just talk about how cool it is that Oz is the first on the list? Yes. Yeah. I. He's the main character of this episode, yeah, in my opinion. E- even like this is a very Oz episode. you listing it like just watching the shows like it opened on oz that's pretty fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) which should have probably cued us in right away that this was going to be an oz centric episode so it was like who's the werewolf like maybe the the main character yeah Yeah, that makes sense rain is there anyone you'd like to start with who's the fourth person buffy Buffy? there you go i don't know i was just (laughs) just like i don't know that's a wild way to do that but i respect it i was like i would say buffy had a whole lot of development it was just more pain for her yeah that's kind of fair um i mean i think really oz willow xander and cordelia are the ones i would agree yeah uh Teresa had your favorite development yeah, I usually save it for last, but oh. she died. <laughs> but she was first. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> I, I like to think out of everyone 
I f- and also, it's too was- bad Kane didn't have my favorite development. I know. Well, he was a piece of aren't shit. Aren't we bummed? Um, Larry also, I think, had a lot of development. This was a That's huge true. episode for Larry. It's- well, we already covered it. I don't know that yeah. we need to cover more, but I just want to You're mention right, that Larry had some development. I want to say it. I would. I'd like to think that Oz probably had the most development out of everyone on the list. But yeah, becoming a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like going through the trials and tribulations of. Okay, I'm a werewolf. Okay, I need to talk to my friends. Okay, I'm potentially a killer already. Okay, I can't trust myself. Okay, I'm potentially about to kill the girl I like. Okay, I need to control myself. And okay, I'm about to potentially die. Because as soon as, you know, Kane gets involved, it's like, oh, cool. Then this is really going down now. Oh, Lord. And then, you know, even just seeing Willow with a gun probably scared the crap out of him. Well, he didn't see it. Werewolf him. I guess it depends on how much personality the werewolf version retains. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like having to continue developing that, you know, kind of completely new part of yourself that I, I, I don't even know how to like imagine that like a full transformation, completely different. Like I assume probably even like your standard everyday day to day self would change too even outside of those three the several you know several days a month that you know you actually take effect like even just like your your senses in particular i imagine would change completely and like how you see things how you smell things how you look at things how you hear things i'd like to tack on to that how much in stride oz took being a werewolf mm-hmm. and i think from his previous appearances we would know that he would do that right but like i imagine like if i became a werewolf at 18 like, I feel like I would be, like, a lot more bitchy and irritable to deal with. <laughs> That's and fair. And, like, like a, like, a lot more woe is me. I'm dealing with shit. And it's, like, that's not cool. But, like, I feel like a lot of people would wind up that way. And Oz just fucking took it in stride. He was, like, I, yeah, I need to be shipped away to other parts of the world mm-hmm. for three days every month. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. And he was just, like, yeah, whatever. That's life I'll now. It's it. cool. So... I, my perspective with Oz is I'm kind of taking a rewind back to what we were talking about last episode where like when he and Willow are in the van and he's like, sometimes I think about kissing you and it's like freeze frame Willow kissage. And he's like, I'm going to wait because when I kiss you, you're going to be kissing me and how you and Dean were talking about how like no teenage boy would have that kind of like, Self-control or self-control. Yeah. It would have just been either go or don't go. Right. Yeah. And so him having that kind of self-control and having that kind of like enlightenment, for lack of a better description of it. And then all of a sudden we're here in this next episode. Giles is very specific when he talks about like what becoming a werewolf is about. It's Mm -hmm. literally the full moon pulls out an animal, the animalistic urges inside you. And so like... Oz had such control over those animalistic urges in the last episode and with the idea of kissing Willow. And I think that it's portrayed in this episode too, because Willow's like, it's not going anywhere because Oz is taking his time and trying to like be controlled and be slow about it. And so then all of a sudden he's faced with this reality. He wakes up completely naked in the woods, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just literally like, just goes, huh you know like this is weird realizes he's probably the werewolf calls to find the information and the whole time he's like 
his usual relatively cool self, but you have to believe that like he's freaking out inside and he feels so alone. And especially after he goes to the library and is like prevented from sharing this burden with his newly acquired friends, he's, he's struggling and he has to chain himself up because he doesn't like trust anyone else to do it for him. And then like, Willow shows up and it's like his worst nightmare that he knows he's about to lose control around her. And then like, then you have that conversation at the end of the episode where he's like, if you feel like you need to stay away from me, I totally understand. And it was huge for him that Willow was like, no, this doesn't define who you are. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think was, was huge for Oz and for Willow both was that like, We talk a lot about how great Oz is for Willow, but in that moment, Willow was great for Oz. Agreed. Well, you talking about Willow, I think, can bring us into the fact that this is also a huge Willow episode. It's huge for Willow. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, as far as character growth goes, Mm -hmm. I I almost don't think any episode of any character has touched how much Willow grew in this episode. And we've seen, like, hints, like, especially, like, in Halloween of her trying to be a little bit more sassy, a little bit more out there more of a leader yeah but her going to his house slamming on his door as much as i didn't like that it was out of her wheelhouse but Mm -hmm. believable her kissing him at the end her going out of the way to talk to him every time like and just seeing in the beginning how she's awkward and can't talk to him and both of them have a hard time forming sentences and at the end she takes the control and he's still having a weird time forming sentences he's been through some shit now but she takes control of the situation says no i'm going to make this what i want it to be i want to say it's a completely different character but not in a way that like it's bad writing in a way that she became a different character in a believable way well it mirrors her conversation with cordelia you know like like i said at the the first episode was softer side of sears and now it's my boyfriend won't stop talking about you it's it's similar in that Willow was mousy and, oh, do you want me to move? And now it's, no, you know what? We're going to talk about this now because I deserve an explanation, you know, in a way that's very empowering and very, like, holy Willow coming into her own, which, like you said, like, we had her her and Halloween. We had the, the frat boy episode where she goes off on Giles and Angel. We have uh, her going off on Xander last episode. But this time she's like, no, I'm not standing up for Buffy. I'm not taking charge of these errant children who don't know who they are. I'm not yelling at my friend for a bad choice he made. I am taking control of what I want and what, like, this is for me. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. No, definitely. It's it's, a, it's like the first actual selfish act, so to speak. And usually selfish acts are seen as something, well, selfish and like, completely you know just me 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 whereas this is her not really trying to focus just on herself for like gain but specifically to move forward if that makes sense and like yeah it's definitely towards what she wants but i feel like it's a little bit different with cordelia i don't know that i'd say she grew a whole oh did you have more on willow no i wanted to go from willow to willow and cordelia as a relationship because we saw that bloom that's more fair. this episode as well. That's another yeah. development. But, I mean, we already talked about it, so I don't really know how much there more, more is there to say. Yeah. But I just wanted to highlight that it yeah. was development on mm-hmm. both of them. It was, I actively enjoyed seeing that relationship develop 
it sparked and it felt very out of nowhere. And I appreciated the fact that like Xander almost calls it out. Oh, he does. (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, this isn't good. (laughs) He's like, I don't. He's like, oh shit. How I feel about this? Should I be worried? I should be worried. You Uh, should definitely be worried. (laughs) I'm worried. Well, I was just gonna say, I don't know that Cordelia really grew as like an individual. We saw more of her like standing up jealousy for Xander. So we see that their develop or their relationship is becoming a little bit. I mean, it's still very like kissing heavy, but like their feelings are becoming more, you know, whatever. And I, I kind of feel the same way about Xander. Xander's grappling with the fact that he's jealous. So he's got a possessiveness for Willow and he still has a little bit of lingering feeling for Buffy, but he was willing to continue to see Cordelia, even though Willow knows now. And I think that that's huge. And like, when they were all standing around Cordelia's car, he like was hugging her and like being boyfriendy. Right. I liked that too. Yeah, it was nice to see them Actually act involved. like they're in a relationship outside right. of making out in a closet somewhere, or making out in the car, or make just like yeah. making out and being physical. And well, well and making out when no one's around. Yeah, like it, the fact like they're that ashamed he of was it. holding her with their friends around. Right is such a stark contrast to how or, or specifically his friends around too it's not right. even yeah, yeah. like really her friends well she kind of doesn't have any friends anymore it seems like she's just with the buffy crew now yeah. it kind of does seem that way doesn't it other than that the only thing i can think of is once again teresa yeah <laughs> she did a very is, great development yeah, my favorite <laughs> um rather character developed as fuck the final development if you will <laughs> The final countdown. A little bit kind of going off of what you said about like it doesn't seem like Cordelia's friends are around. I think that the conversation between Cordelia and Willow really shows that like Willow's more her friend than any of her previous friends were because Willow or Cordelia had that conversation with Buffy in Out of Mind, Out of Sight in season mm-hmm. one where she's like, sometimes people are so busy agreeing with me. I don't think that they ever actually really listen. And like she's and like in the first episode where she was like, don't interrupt me to that girl who was trying to like say a sentence when Cordelia was on like a tangent, like a tirade. She was having an actual conversation with Willow, which I think shows that like Cordelia is actually closer to Buffy and Willow and Xander than she is her like original friends or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we touched on that earlier, too, but I wanted to just say it again. So is analysis or lines next well first we gotta tell everyone what our herbert is for the episode just fire me now god damn it and i gotta tell you my herbert was oz a hundred percent yeah i was trying to like scope out if i felt out anyone else after we talked and like i almost want to give it to larry in a sense i was gonna say i I feel like larry is the only one you can make an argument for or willow but yeah i mean i always give mine to willow if you want if you want to give yours to larry and oz you can give yours to willow (laughs) and i'll give mine to oz and they're all covered i'm down (laughs) all right fuck it that was Larry. a weird way to do that, but <laughs> we're spreading it because you said Willow, and I was like, actually, I think she deserves it more than anything. <laughs> After you said Oz needs it, and I was like, yeah, I think I have to give it to Oz too. And then I looked at my list and saw Larry. <laughs> then you said Larry, and I was, was like, like, oh Hold fuck, it. yeah. So it was, it was a good moment of toss up. We've agreed. We all agree that all three of them deserve it. So, and, and so in some way, it. shape, yeah. yeah. So who's your Xander for the episode? Kane. I'd. 
argue that he's the villain of the episode yeah. and I don't want to I don't think I can give it to him but fuck I hated Kane so much yeah no. wildly upset. I was like I sat there and I was just like you know I hated beginning I, Larry he said a lot of my favorite lines but I liked them because of how outrageous they were yep and I'm telling you he still looks like the Detroit version of Crocodile Dundee and I am sticking to it I agree no, I take I it. I actually. take it back. It's not Detroit. It's New Jersey. <laughs> the Xander is actually a little bit harder, but I'm gonna give it to Xander. I'm also giving it to Xander. It's fair. He just was arguably like he was the least, But honestly, like I didn't dislike him in this episode. I just didn't. Yeah. he's just standard. I just didn't like him. I didn't was, dislike him, but I didn't like him. Uh, I I wouldn't say I disliked him, but he frustrated me. Yeah, that's like, very fair. Like especially like in the scene with the car with Cordelia when he won't shut yeah. up about Willow and Buffy. I was like, bro, come on. Like, you, she you was had over them. It. Like <laughs> even if that's what's on your mind, bottle it in. She doesn't need this. Like, right. So, and then like, as funny as it was when he was like, oh shit, they shouldn't be talking. Like, you also shouldn't be in a situation where you don't want those two women to be talking. Right. So right. like I. For those reasons, I'm giving it to Xander. Like, you shouldn't care, dude. I have it. My little squiggle next to his name, because I decided he was my Xander earlier. Good for you. I didn't decide either one. (laughs) Sometimes I decide ahead of time, and sometimes I don't. Yeah, we're kind of in the same vein there. That's fair. Is it analysis or lines next? I think it's lines. lines. All right, I have 12 quotes. Jesus. Um, I want to say I have I have three. Four. (laughs) One, two, three. I have four. Thirteen. So. So I'll give you guys a couple. <laughs> I was going to say, I. the problem is if you use ours, That's we have true. even less. So maybe you guys should go first and go. I'll just cross out any and then I'll give you all of mine at the end. You want to go first? How many did you say you have? Three. Three? Hopefully ours don't overlap at all. Yeah, well, one way to find out. I already said what one of mine was. Um, so. I didn't. The first one I have isn't even like the full quote. I just wrote. I like when Xander's like. He says something like, You're the king of the single entendre. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Oz, says, Oz says it to. Oh, Oz yeah. says it. Fuck. Yeah, because it's when right. uh, in the beginning after the original scene before the credits. He's, he's like, because Larry's all like, Oh, yeah, I know you're hitting that or whatever. Yeah. He says. And I don't, I don't even remember what the single entendre is. I yeah. just re- remember liking that that is a good sign. Uh, yeah, it was him. definitely one of mine as well for a second there. What's, What's your first one? Hi. Oh, that's what I was going to say. When she refers to him as mine furrier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about you in that moment because of the puppet show mm-hmm. episode and how you completely missed it when it was called Snyder that. Yeah. Speaking of which, he hasn't been around for a minute. I know. My next one is, I want Oz to get an A in one of those gold stores. (laughs) (laughs) He said he was going through some changes, and then he went through some changes. That's one of mine. (laughs) Um, My last one is, what's his number? 1-800-I'm-dating-a-skanky-ho. Just the sass. Uh, My last one's Buffy. Let the door hit your ass on the way out of town. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I only had one. Wow. Mm, so now you have 12 to run through. God, no kidding. I'm so a nice even dozen. <laughs> like Not a baker's dozen. I know. Which it would have been if we didn't overlap. <laughs> we true. fucked up. <laughs> so my first one is actually from the same scene that your guys' first ones are. It's when Larry comes up to Oz and he's like, 
that little schoolgirl thing's an act, isn't it? I liked how Oz like, yeah, yeah, she's actually an evil mastermind. It's fun. That reminded me of you. I feel like that's something that you would like say to someone just, just like the snarkiness. Yeah. Yeah, I am snarky like that. I agree. <sighs> I agree. And then mine is, is close to yours about the, the A, but when Buffy like asked Willow, she was like, who could ever resist you or something like that? Willow was like, at last count, all of them, maybe more. <laughs> uh, and then Oz, oh, don't worry. I mean, they might not look it, but bunnies can really take care of themselves. Oh, yep. Him trying to comfort her. <laughs> and in that same scene... And Giles gets all excited about the werewolves. <laughs> Bobby's like, he needs to get a pet. <laughs> Which I just, I really like it when Giles gets excited and Buffy's like, he's, he like does you, not have the right mindset about this. He <laughs> can, you don't. <laughs> and then we kind of already covered this one, but Buffy, when she said, Giles, no one's seen anything. <laughs> no one's he's watching like, right now, oh, buddy. yeah, you're probably right. My next one is one that Kane says, and it's when they're talking in the forest and he's like, no, no, I'm in it purely for the money. My next one is also from Kane. First, they tell me I can't hunt an elephant for its ivory. Now I got to deal with people for the ethical treatment of werewolves. <laughs> I almost wrote that one down. <laughs> yep. It's just like, yeah. And I also gonna... almost just wrote down P-E-T-W. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is when Oz calls his aunt, he's like, is Jordy a werewolf? Uh-huh. And how long has that been going on? <laughs> and I do want to, like, know the backstory of Jordy. Because if he's, like, a three-year-old kid... That makes sense. Was he born a werewolf? Was he bitten by a werewolf? Is someone... Is another little kid in his preschool a werewolf? And Was he bitten like a dog outside or something? <laughs> what, what what's the story here? here? And then, uh... My next one is Buffy... You said you didn't remember anything about that. <laughs> oh, whoops. And Xander going, I know who it is. It's Larry. <laughs> and that's mostly a moment because I love the way that he like is staring at Oz. Through Just the whole talking thing. to him. And Oz is like, but not. <gasps> Oz is about to shit his pants. Yeah. And then we already covered Angel Sends His Love. And that one is like. It was just a moment, you know, kind of like what you're talking about with the musical thing. Mm -hmm. Like. I put it in my favorite lines because it's a Monster of the Week episode, but Angelus is still like, messing with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have to see her to mess with her. And I'm e just like... Even in a side episode. Yeah. I was just right? like, oh, brutal. He's taking the week off and finds time to fuck with Buffy. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and then my last one was going through some changes. So that's it. All right. Changes. All right. So um, on to analysis. Yes. I struggled a lot trying to come up with a good metaphor slash moral for this episode, but I do have a thing I want to bring up here, Sure. but I will wait for you to give your thing. So it's not necessarily like a metaphor so much as it's just like an overall theme for the episode and it is male aggression. It's for animalistic urges. Um, I put coming out of the closet mm -hmm. because I think that, I mean... It wasn't a metaphor or anything, but it was a huge moment for the right. show. Because, like, in the 90s, you had, like, Will and Grace and, like, other shows that I felt, like, kind it. of, like, hinted around it. But, like, Larry coming out and saying, I'm gay, like, felt monumental to me. We've already kind of talked about the fact that, like, I'm not. 
that we've I, like, already talked about the fact that you're not gay <laughs> we've already kind of <laughs> talked about the fact that like we can't really comment on that experience because we are not of the lgbtq community but i just really want like we've and we've brought it up a couple of times but it in the analysis portion is where i really wanted wanted to kind of nod to the fact that like that was a huge deal and i really commend this show for like putting it in there but male aggression because you have it in the werewolf situation you had it in larry's over exaggeration of how he acted prior to coming out you had it in kane being as misogynistic as you can possibly make a one episode character that just like everyone wishes actually had died which is harsh because he was a human but like Eh, why did it have to be Teresa? eh. that's all i'm saying i agree (laughs) And honestly, I see male aggression even in Xander's behavior because of the way he was mm-hmm. being possessive of Willow and Buffy. Like, he wasn't doing it intentionally, but it was very much like he didn't want to date Willow. He had forever to choose that option. And now there's a new guy in Willow's life. And all of a sudden, he's got a problem with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, grow up, bro. And like, he's a 17-year-old boy. So I'm not like really expecting him to be all mature and stuff. I think it wouldn't be a re- believable show if he was, but... It was a sign of, of aggression. But that's all I had on the analysis. So what was your thought? I guess I kind of wanted to pose a question. Sure. Now that I yeah. think about it. Was it right for Willow to go to um, Oz's house when he said that he needed time to be by himself that night? No. I think she should have waited until the next day. I understand why she did it. But overall, I would say hard no. Honestly, I think she should have confronted him before it got to that point. If I wanted to be completely honest in my yeah. my opinion of it, because or if it was too late, wait till the next day at school. Exactly. Yeah, commu- but communication is key in any relationship, and I'll yeah. say that till I'm blue in the face. And like, we've had that on this podcast, so I'm not going to keep talking about it. But like, she needed to be upfront with him about it. But she, and I I can empathize with being at that moment where like you're about to snap and you're like, no, if you don't talk to me right now, it's I'm done. You know, and I understand that, but. Like, like, what if he, what if he was dealing with like a family death? You know what I mean? Like, well, and he was dealing with a friend death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, the way he left the scene, the, the last time he spoke to her before she went to his house, he was very clearly emotionally distraught regardless of the reason. And he was like, I need to be somewhere else. And he left. And I think the, um, the show played it as the wrong move. Because mm-hmm. he was going to chain himself up, and theoretically, if he had successfully done that, he would have woken up the next morning fine. Right. And instead, she had to shoot him and run. But also, arguably, it worked out better because now they know he's the werewolf. So it, there, there's a lot going into that. And I'm not sure but that those like, chains would have kept him down as a werewolf. But I think we he... don't know because we didn't see it. True. Question for that follow-up. Yeah, Rain. If they, If Buffy and the gang had not found out that Oz was the werewolf at that point, do you think he would have told them next month, another month? I don't. I think he would have continually chained himself to his bed or table or whatever every full moon cycle until something came to a head and they found out. I was going to say, I think in that situation, though, he would have eventually broken free and hurt somebody and never forgiven himself. I agree. also very possible. Or rather, wouldn't forgive himself even further because mm-hmm. this would have been the second version for him too. Right. Yeah. I do have to so, assume that eventually they told him, "Oh no, you didn't actually kill anybody." I think he finds that <laughs> out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a weird thought when I was thinking about this this question. 
And it was like, I do agree that it was wrong for her to go. And I think that like when someone says they need their space, you need to give them their space. But also he was dealing with the fact that he had just murdered someone. And not only that, but like a friend we find out. Mm -hmm. And like, also like, what if he was like planning to like kill himself or something? And that's a dark place to go. But it is a very but possible place in that situation. The show. It is better for her to have shown up. It is. To stop that. And it's not what was going on. But it could But I been. guess just food for thought. I don't know. It's just where my head went when I was thinking about it. There's right. not a right or wrong answer to that. Right. And I agree that it was wrong for her to go. But my brain went there and I guess I wanted to talk about it. Well, and it's interesting because I think the reason she went and she didn't wait until the next day is because she wanted to prove that he wasn't actually busy. She showed up there and was like, see, you're not even doing anything. You'd rather be home alone than spending time with me. Well, and also on top of the advice Buffy had given her of you need to be the one to make the first move. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of she the fire. And, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I will be the one to make the first move. Mm-hmm. And she did. Before but I lose his gumption. And it's just it like was, she said on the way there before I thought about the what to say on the way over and I can't. I'm just going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> That's relatable. Uh, this was this sounded better when I wrote it down. <laughs> yep, it's like I, I had this all planned out, but now that I'm here, I realize that's not gonna work. <laughs> but that was all I wanted to bring up for the analysis. It was just kind of, I, I, like I said, food for thought, I guess, more than a real moral or anything for the story. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, do we have any final thoughts? I don't have any final thoughts. Don't be a douchebag. Don't be homophobic. Don't be sexist. Treat other humans with the same kindness and respect that you want to be treated with. Yeah, that. Or more. Moral of the story. Honestly, more. Don't be a dick, dude. <laughs> also, I wish Kane had died. Yeah. <laughs> so, the first, th- the, the Thurs debate was how gross was the episode Bad Eggs? What and were the options for that? <laughs> the options were so gross, I was into it. I didn't think it was that gross. And I played the drinking game and I'm still drunk. And our results were we got 67% so gross. 17% I was into it. Wild. And 16%, which is just one person, saying I played the drinking game and I am still drunk. <laughs> and I will never be sober again. <laughs> And follow up, the follow-up was, did we, like, for the people who actually played the drinking game. For reference, in our Bad Eggs episode, I prefaced the beginning that if anyone was so inclined, they could take a sip of a drink anytime I said the word gross. And later, I added the rule, if I said gross, take a shot. Yes. Which oh would have killed you, so hopefully no one played by those rules. <laughs> Um, because that episode was wildly gross to me. Um, and Stosh inserted a ding anytime I said gross, Katie said gross, or Stosh said gross. Uh, and so we were curious who played the drinking game. So I said, did you play our drinking game? The options were yes, do more episodes like that. No, I didn't enjoy the dinging. Ding. (laughs) And no, but I wanted to. And we got an 80 res- 80% result, no, but I wanted to. And a 20%, no, I didn't like the dinging. <laughs> I'm a little bummed that nobody played the drinking game. I know we got some, like, feedback that we revealed in our last episode, but those were the results. We will reveal the results for the Thursday debate from Surprise. 
in our next episode. And if you're sad that we didn't have any listener messages, you can fix that by contacting us at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com or on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at jimcancelledpod. Rain, if people would like to find you, where could they do so? If people would like to find me and uh, help uh, further my photography portfolio on Instagram, I would absolutely love it. Um, please let me know what you think and what you would like to see more of. Um, you can follow me at the Rain Works on Instagram. That is the Rain R A Y N E Works on Instagram. Is that all one word? Yes, sir. All lowercase. Not that I think Instagram really cares about lower cases, but do. I said it just in case. Just in case. Just just in case. Is this uh, like is this like passwords? I don't think so. <laughs> I doubt it. I hope not. Jess, if someone would like to contact you other than our socials, is there a place they can do so? You can find me also on Instagram at tiaras.and.books, where I talk about all things book related. Pretty excited. There's a couple pre-orders that are coming out that I'm super excited to uh, read and reveal and uh, I'm actually doing a reaction to the Throne of Glass series because I am reading that book along with the Story Darlings podcast they're doing a read-along of that series so I do live reacts as I read it with them what about you Stosh? I've also read the first chapter of Throne of Glass (laughs) yeah I'm giving it a second chance I know you didn't care for it but maybe no, I don't know that you would like it at all. Oh, I hated it the first time I read it. I know. But maybe someday. I liked the first chapter of uh, Court of Thorns of, and Roses. Of Thorns and Roses a lot more. Uh, for what that's worth. But I also have only read the first chapter of that, so. <laughs> Are you going to read that book? I well, I've read the first <laughs> chapter of it. The second book is wildly different than the first. Well, I'm a chapter in. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Nisnar, N-I-S-S-N-A-U-R. And our next episode that we will be covering is Season 2, Episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Stosh, do you have any predictions? Um, yeah, I think that... I, I Well, this was spoiled for me on Hulu. I accidentally saw it. They, uh, <gasps> they changed the name of the show to Buffy the Werewolf Slayer. That just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so my bad i shouldn't have looked ahead but uh i um the slayer they're clearly anti-werewolf murder in this show i don't think that's true based on the evidence i have piled up here uh, anyway it's a spinoff really they just follow kane around and he's changed his name to buffy to mess with her i think this show's gonna suck from now on <laughs> Um, Can you just see him in her outfits? <laughs> you don't like the color? <laughs> I think this brings out my eyes. <laughs> um, so actually, a real prediction that I had before I knew the name of the next episode, but the, that does help my theory, is I think we're going to revisit some of the plot lines from season one. Like how Oz noticed the, the witch and the cheerleading trophy which I think is going to come up next episode because you said it's called Bewitched and something. Um, <laughs> and that's enough. Bewitched and something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also them bringing up Xander being a hyena and stuff. I think, I think that stuff's going to get revisited. Okay. Fair. Any other predictions? 
Um, nothing different than I predicted last episode. Okay. And we'll find out if I'm right next time. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. I'm so glad. You need to watch more Fairly Odd Parents.